Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category, Category Is. Hi, Maurice. Hey, what's up? Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you as well. <laughs> it's 2020. This is 2020. Perfect vision. Like Barbara Walls. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, the 2020 experience, Justin Timberlake. That was a good album. I don't feature Justin Timberlake because he has a very um, misogynistic history. He uses women. Black women, specifically. Yeah. And okay. Britney Spears. True. To advance his own career. Well, okay. We'll, yeah. we'll leave him. In, in, in 2019. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the first week of 2020. And I always have this question because... How long can you say Happy New Year? I believe that you can say Happy New Year for the first week of the new year. Okay. And then it's no longer new. And then it's no longer new. Right. Like what the about... year's been broken in as if they were new shoes. <laughs> what about if that's your first time seeing a person in the new year? <sighs> All right. So you mean in person? Because mm-hmm. for me personally, I guess the first time I see a, that person within the month of January. So if it's the 31st of January? But that's just like, that seems so true. Yeah. It's like the people at work, when you see them, because there's this lady at work, she only comes in on like Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And she's always like, how was your weekend? I'm like, uh, wait, bitch. It's bitch. almost the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing like this upcoming weekend? Right. Oh, you mean what I did last weekend? Like, girl, I forgot. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should say like before Martin Luther King Day. That is a good benchmark. That's on like the 20th, yeah. Is it? But it's yes, usually, please. it's mid-month. About. Okay. So how was your New Year's Eve? <laughs> my New Year's was lovely. So I hung out with my oldest and dearest friends uh, from college. And we just went over my um, girlfriend and her husband's house. And, you know, we're at the age now where folks got kids. So mm-hmm. they brought the little, you know, nieces and nephews over. We reminisced. We told stories. We set intentions. We had a little prayer. <laughs> Y'all doing them <laughs> a lot. We had trying uh, to drink and turn up. <laughs> we uh, did the countdown. We passed out. We woke up. Had an amazing brunch. Okay. So uh, I do want to thank my friend, my dear friend, for hosting that. That was lovely, and it's just nice to be around the people. For me personally, who were like my chosen family. Okay. It was nice to be at home mm-hmm. in athleisure, Ooh. getting drunk. With the kids and the babies there, too. <laughs> and no way, huh? How was your New Year's Eve? I was asleep. I missed the ball drop. Blissfully unaware? Blissfully unaware. Of how fabulous this night's supposed to be? Yeah, supposed to be. This year, like, we both had to work New Year's Eve. So, like, we had an early dinner. We had our champagne, like, around <laughs> 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. It's so early. <laughs> it was so early because we looked at each other and we were like... We are not going to make it till midnight. Nope. Yeah, so we might as well. Officially old. Pop this champagne right now. And we watched like a movie. Mm-hmm. And probably around like 10 o'clock, we were both like, all right, it's time to go to bed. And then, you know, we woke up like the next day, had brunch um, at the house. Um, and we have, you know, two different cultures. And so mm-hmm. my culture does one thing, you know, being from the South, we have, you know, your collard greens and black your black peas and your cornbread but this year i had to get kale because whole foods did not have any collard greens well you went to whole foods <laughs> you should have went to the uh, shop right or the cosens or the um fresh grocer up in north philly oh yes <laughs> <laughs> and then his culture they have a whole different thing going mm-hmm. on so we went to like the russian store and like got the stuff that 
they eat. What do they eat? I'm curious. Well, they have this thing. It's basically a potato salad. Oh, I love potato salad. But it's... it's It ain't black people. <laughs> no. <laughs> at all. Uh-uh. Don't show up to the repast with that. Yeah. And then they have... um, They have this dish. It's called shuba, mm-hmm. which... Shuba, shuba. It has like a longer name, but shuba is like the short version of the name. And okay. so it basically translates to pickled herring under a fur coat. I love anything pickled. Uh, I love herring. Um, What's up with fur coat? Yeah. So on the bottom, it's like a layered dish, almost like a trifle. Okay. So it has like the pickled herring on the bottom. Then there's like a layer of like smoked beets, uh-huh. like a layer of carrots, um, oh, something delicious. else. I love, oh, I love beets. Um, something else. And then on the top, it's like shredded like hard-boiled eggs okay so they shred like the um the whites and then they shred like the yolks it looks disgusting you, oh, it has herring in it it has herring so yeah i can eat it, it. oh thank god i would have tried it it sounds <laughs> okay have. to me it sounds all right uh okay all right well let's hop over to the next segment of the show it's time for what you're drinking and because it's january um we're going to have a theme this month. Last year, we decided foolishly yeah. to do a sober January. That was a big mistake. Yeah, we're not doing that this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. Right. However, in light of, you know, setting intentions and resolutions and all those sorts of things, we decided to do low-calorie cocktails. Yes, because you know a lot of people are trying to get snatched yes they are and i'm annoyed and they put their new year's resolution for whatever but we're doing low calorie drinks tonight think of it like uh bethany frankel and skinny girl yes like her whole line of drinks because she started out with the margaritas right margaritas which was actually really good but kind of i don't know they taste disgusting to me i liked it it's like but she was my favorite housewife from new york yeah yeah so i was biased yeah it was kind of like, I don't know, the taste is a little off to me. But it was much better than whatever uh, Pinot Grigio wine Ramona oh, made. <laughs> that shit. Terrible. Yes. So this week we have a blueberry, what is this? We're calling it a blueberry mint fizz. Yes. So this cocktail contains vodka, mm-hmm. which is actually most of the calories. Yeah. It, it comes in at about 97 calories, mm-hmm. if you're counting. I'm so, not. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we are, but we're not. Okay. But I mean, that's still low because some of the drinks we drink are like, especially around Christmas time, all those creamy oh, drinks. Oh, the creamy ones? Like 300, yeah. 400 calories. Yeah. But this one is just vodka, um, a dash of St. Germain mm-hmm. liqueur, which is Elder that elderflower. Yeah. Some muddled mint, some blueberry, and top it off with club soda. Pellegrino. Yes. So that's it. Yeah. It's light. It's, it's bubbly. Good. It's, it's light. refreshing. Yeah. You know, and I think that the rest of the month you're going to continue to see the theme of low-calorie cocktails. Mm-hmm. It's good that it's low-calorie because I have um, my training session coming up. Okay. And you have your trip in February. Exactly. So. so I need to be snatched for that. Snatched. But you remember I talked like mad trash about my, my trainer being so short? Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Does he? Yes. Does he have a business card? Yeah, actually. I have it um, in my wallet. I'll get Does it for you. Does he do house calls? <laughs> he he ain't that kind of <laughs> But if you want to come to the gym, I can get you a day pass. Okay. But I'll yeah, come. but he's really good. He's really good. Good. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, let's hop on to categories, the first categories of the brand new year. So we're going to hop back to New Year's Eve for like a second because a, a, second. a lot of shit was going on. Whew. You know, they were trying to take 2019 out at the very last moment. Right. So first, my girl was riding high off her 19th number one, being the first person of the decade to have the uh, number one track. And also her um, four consecutive decades of number one hits, Mariah Carey was like living it up in Aspen for the for the holiday. But then on New Year's Eve, her Twitter account got hacked. And they were posting the most reckless tweets. Really? Yes. You didn't see them? I think she was actually on a plane because she was flying from Aspen to Dominican Republic. Oh, is that where she had that like uh, video? With, with the that... pool? Yes. With the yeah. Pool. <laughs> the house was fabulous. Yes. Darling. Yes. That villa was everything. I thought she, it looked like she was in the Maldives. Yeah. And then they pan out. I was like, oh, girl, where are you at? Okay, with the drone. So she was on her flight, you know, taking a nap, like she said. And so they were posting stuff about Eminem. There was like, Eminem has a small penis. Oh, it was her <laughs> fans that hacked it then. No, it was like some group. They identified the group. I can't remember the name, but they identified like who it was. So I don't know what's going to happen. Wow. But they were posting like racial stuff and like saying the n-word and yeah it was a hot mess wow yeah and so twitter like got a hold of it and they they found the people they're gonna they scrubbed all those um tweets tweets, but them screenshots are gonna live forever screenshots live forever yeah but it was a mess wow yeah it was a hot mess another thing that was very messy was cnn Mm. uh News anchor Don Lemon. Yeah, <laughs> um, he was. I don't know who he was performing with. It was some band. It was like a band, right? Yeah, like led by like this black guy. And I actually uh-huh. liked the band. Yeah, the music was pretty. Decent. It was. It was, it was up my alley. Yeah, but then like Don was drunk off his ass. He had Asian flush. <laughs> I don't know what percentage Asian he is, but he was all red. Um, he was next to some unidentified um white the woman. woman. Yeah, and like she was like trying to check him, but like was like this is like yeah my yeah. pay grade. <laughs> And yeah. what killed me, like, he was trying to sing along and ad lib. Were they dance. singing, like, a Lizzo song? I, I, I don't recall. It was a lot. Uh-huh. It sounded decent. It was, a, I think it might have been a Lizzo song, mm-hmm. but it was like, they rearranged it. Yeah. They, they redid the arrangement. Yeah. And then they would cut away to Anderson Cooper <laughs> and Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen. In their faces, they were gagged. They were like, oh my God, what? <laughs> Somebody get him. And it's just like, how come no one intervened? Nobody. But if I recall. Uh-huh. New Year's Eve 2019, Dom's also he was drunk again. Yeah, like I think that he is like being super purposeful. Like this is his gig. This is his. Gig. That might be his thing. Yeah, because he was like dancing and like singing along, and if that look in his eyes was just like gone. Oh, but he was definitely drunk. He was gone. He, he was, was too sheets to win. Yeah. And then he said he had, like, a tattoo he was going to show the people and what? get undressed. He got yeah. tattoos? It was a temporary tattoo. Oh, girl, bye. It said, like, something stupid. But, yeah, he was <sighs> gone. His his jacket was nice. It was a little snug. It was, yeah. I mean. But it was nice. He's coming off of the, the holidays, too. I know. We all are. But that was, it was just, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny Somebody to needs to get him together. I don't think so, because I think that's going to be his thing. Like I, you said, <sighs> he's going to be the drunk guy at the holiday party every year. But why's it got to be the black gay guy? <laughs> That's true. Do we always have to be a spectacle? I mean, 
But you know what, Don? I used to be that person, too. You still are. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, growth, evolution. Uh-huh. <laughs> Changing. Oh, you ain't changed that uh, Those who live in glass houses. <laughs> Not throw stones. Speaking of, that's a Bible phrase. Is it? it? Anyway, who should be reading her Bible is that lady down at the Vatican on New Year's Eve who was, like, trying to snatch the Pope up. Did you see that? No. So the Pope was in, um, is it St. Peter's Square? Like, right outside the Vatican? Uh Uh-huh. Where they have, um, what was that movie with Tom Hanks? The Da Vinci Code. (laughs) Dan Brown, yes. Oh. Oh, yeah, the author. The the author, sorry. I read the book. (laughs) I did, too. (laughs) Um, So it's that big square... Right in front of the Vatican. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was going out to take it to the streets and meet the, the people. Right. And, you know, he goes out, shakes hands, kisses babies. Like, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. And he was shaking hands in the crowd. And he turns to walk away. And this lady, like, snatched his hand and, like, yanked him back. And he <laughs> turned and looks at her like, like bitch, bitch, what the fuck you doing? Right. And then. Security. Yeah. So he's, like, trying to pull his hand away from her. And she's, like, death grip on his hand oh my god and so he takes his other hand and he like pops her <laughs> like bitch Not let me go uh-huh. and she looks at him and then she finally lets him go but then he's like he was pissed off if you saw his face because it's a violation of his yeah face. yeah and i know that he's the pope but like man goddamn but he's still a person right and i want to see that so i've been watching documentaries mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. i don't know why but I, I was I began watching this one documentary called One Child Nation on Amazon, mm-hmm. and I had to stop. Mm-hmm. It was way too heavy. Yeah. So I'm going to watch it in bits and pieces. But that basically talks about how, like, China implemented the one child policy mm-hmm. rule in yeah. 1982 to 2015, and it was gruesome. I did not know it was like that. Wow. And then I started to watch the, um, the Two Popes one on Netflix uh-huh. between uh-huh. the Two Popes, but I had to stop that, too. I, I don't know why I'm in this documentary phase. The Two Popes is not a documentary. It's not? No. It's got Anthony Hopkins. No. I, I was watching yeah. another documentary today about uh, childbirth. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's the one. So, and then it has um, the guy. This is why I can't watch it because I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, wait. That's the High Sparrow from Game of Thrones. I cannot watch this. <laughs> yeah. The other Pope. Right, right, right. I was like, no, man. Because I got some issues still with him. But anyway, yeah, it's not a documentary. Oh. I must have been really trying. <laughs> Probably. But so this Pope, he also remember when those people were trying to like kiss his hands and he kept yes. snatching his hands away. Uh-huh. So they should have known, like, don't fuck with his hands. But he see, he need to go back to like, you know, Baptiste, John Paul Baptiste II and whatnot, mm-hmm. like being his little Pope Mobile. And, yeah. And now, he's trying to be too among the people. With the people. Beyonce yeah, don't even roll like that. That's like, let's true. let's be honest. That's true. You can't get mad if you want to be amongst the people mm-hmm. and they're gonna grab your hand. But you know what it kind of looked like to me? Have you ever seen those people who, like, shake your hand, but then they try to, like, snatch your rings off, too? No. I don't wear rings, but... Oh, okay. So... I mean, if someone wants to put a ring on it... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll wear that ring. Okay, That's about single it. single ladies. So, it's like, if you go to, like, Paris, or... Uh-huh. This actually happened to me when I was in, um... I think we were in Russia. But if you wear rings, like, people come up to you and they want to, like, shake your hand, or, like, when you're yes. meeting people... And then they try to, like, loosen your ring and, like, snatch it off real quick. So you have to, like, do your hand like that. Like, I mean, kind of follow like, like, monkey, like paw. monkey paw. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't take it off. But um, it looked like she was trying to snatch his rings off. Oh, well, the rings is worth money. Exactly. So I'm going to try so, to snatch his shoes. Do he wear Prada? 
I don't think so. Pot of size 47? <laughs> no, his foot ain't that big. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well. But. That where was, is the security? That was New Year's Eve in mm-hmm. a in a nutshell. Oh, there's one more thing I want to add to New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. The Navy was upset. Why? Because Rihanna oh. did not drop her oh. album. Like, I don't know what these people are thinking. They must have really had thought that Rihanna was going to drop her album at like 11.59. Like, as the ball dropped, her album was going to release on iTunes. On iTunes. They were sadly mistaken. Oh. Y'all need to just give it up. Stop so- it. It ain't coming. Why did they think it was going to come, though? Because I believe that, and I'm not sure, so you don't quote me, but I believe that, you know, all year has been like this running joke uh-huh. that, you know, all the press is nagging her about the album. Right. And she's like, stop asking me about the album. You know, it'll come when it's ready. And she's even been trolling Like back. trolling people. Like, yeah. oh, me listening to, you know, R9, mm-hmm. you know, y'all not knowing about mm-hmm. it. And she did, I believe that she said to the press, the album will be out before the end of the year. 2019. Right. And um, I believe that her fans took that quite literally. Very. In thinking that she was going to drop the album like when the ball dropped. Um, and that they would get the new album and go okay. into the new year with a new album. But it didn't happen. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Not today. Because um, she's worried about making the real points. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably going to suck anyway. But Oop. But they are mad. They'll get over it. Well, going from kissing goodbye to 2019 and looking forward to the 2020 election, which is a very important election. If you're not registered to vote, please register to vote. And please get your time to be educated on all the candidates because there are many. (laughs) But they are also dwindling. As they should be. They should have been dwindled. Yeah. Bye-bye. But it was announced that Julian Castro dropped out of the race. Adios. Afuida's in. No. (laughs) That's German. (laughs) That's German. I've been like watching a lot of Project Runway. Oh, okay. Recap, old but episodes. she ain't even on there no more. Old episodes. Oh, okay. I've been watching. I did watch a new one too with the um the Carly Cross. You know that little gay who tried to call her out because he was like, "Oh, young, it's oh, not good enough to have dinner with the Kushners." She, hey. He was sent home. Right. Boy. I heard he was a mess. Anyway, his garments was a mess. Mm-hmm. They were horrible, wow. terrible. Okay. But, um. Yeah, Julian dropped out. And I think that that was good. You do? I don't think that he was going to win. He definitely was. Isn't he's a twin, right? Yes, Julian I... and Joaquin. Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Which one's gay? Both. Oh, is that confirmed? Actually, no. I don't know which one. I thought Are you one sure of... one of them is gay? I can't. Con- I... I thought one was. But... Really? He got a wife. Okay, well, he's not. We retract that prior statement. Yeah, they both are married. Okay, that's fine. But that don't mean nothing. <laughs> okay. Right. But um, it was also announced that mm-hmm. one of my spiritual guides and leaders and connections to Source, Marianne Williamson, mm-hmm. has not dropped out of the race, but she's laid off her staff. <laughs> you know, she's going she to sidestep. She's going to gradually um, accept so, her, her stepping down. How's she going to meet? Trump on the battlefield of love and she ain't got no troops. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, well, Trump's sending all our troops to Iran, so. Okay, because she's a spiritual thought leader. Mm-mm. And I love that woman. I love that white woman. Child, she had your life fucked up. Don't no, be she, following she's her. Got, she's gotten me together. Oh. I love me some Marianne Williamson, but I also I don't. don't think that she has the ability to be president because she's just, she's, she's too she's loving. She's 
on them edibles and she need to stop. <sighs> no, she's not. She's high on peyote or something. Oh, okay. Ayahuasca. <laughs> what is that? You don't know what that is? Oh, we I talked about that earlier. Well, so down in Brazil, like mm-hmm. Chelsea Handley did a whole documentary on ayahuasca. I thought she did one on being black and dating 50 Cent. She did one on that too. She okay. does lots of documentaries. Okay. But she did one on ayahuasca. And it's like, I might be pronouncing it wrong, by the way, too. But it's like in Brazil, it's just like drink that's really potent. And people... I only like caprianas. <laughs> hey. hey. See, I don't like the molasses that they use to make it. They don't use the molasses. They do what? use molasses. And it's not made from sugar cane. It's made from molasses. In a caipirinha? In a caipirinha. No. A caipirinha is like a, 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 a Brazilian margarita. It's like a Brazilian mojito. Mojito. Sorry. Yeah. <sighs> you don't know what you're talking. Listen, I'm drunk. About. But what I'm saying is uh-huh. that ayahuasca is like this drink that is like fermented and you drink it and people it's like they tra- it's almost like LSD oh no man and they like there's this transcendent experience that they have and uh, usually it's a short it's instead of going to therapy for like two years you do ayahuasca and it's like you're good for like it basically condenses therapy down from two years to like a 12 hour experience but during that 12 hour uh, experience no. people vomit throw up and they have like it connects them to their deepest childhood trauma but they're able to work through it spiritually and they come while out they're throwing much better. up but it is a transformative experience. I do want to try it with one of my good friends. I was like, if we ever go to Brazil, bitch, we're going to do this with the shaman. That's shine. not what I'm trying to do in Brazil. I'm trying to try yeah. something else. <laughs> well, there's lots of sausage. <laughs> and, 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 and um, what do they call the meats? Like uh, chimas. Chimas, chimas. You need to go to Fogo de Chao. <laughs> Churrascaria. Churrascaria, yes. I'm turning my coaster on green <laughs> all day. Stop. <laughs> But the ayahuasca, I, it, it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual uh, transformation. Okay, Look it I up. I not be doing that. However, um, it's sad. But I think that this is the dwindling that needs to happen. I'm still, like, shocked and appalled that um, Kamala was out before Castro. And yeah, Williamson. and, yeah. Um, gang needs a sidestep to uh, Buttigieg. You know. Can sidestep. Yeah, she need to go. Like, let's um, get to it. Because the election is dead ass in, like, 10 months. Y'all ready? They're not. There's probably about five more people who need to drop out immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think that Biden is at the top, I believe, right now. Right now. And he still, he has a substantial lead. Bernie is second, but it's like a distant second. And then it's Warren. Warren. Who is not she kind of benefited from the fact that the media was kind of hounding and attacking Kamala and then you know like her fundraising is down and blah like the same things they're saying did she Kamala. put out those black women t-shirts afterwards yes Child. and then did you see the videos where she was like yelling at this black woman who was like interviewing her what like you don't get to talk to me like that you don't get to say that to me you don't get to ask me that question I don't feature Miss Warren. I'm yeah. sorry. I yeah. mean, she looked good to be 71. She's 71. She looked like a school marm to me. Like I can't take her seriously. And her ears are really big. But and then <laughs> because, <laughs> because that's how we choose our candidates, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then Mayo Pete is in fourth. He hasn't broken double digits in a long time, if ever, I think. But. He's down in the wine cave, and I think he's doing something else down in that wine cave. Like what? I mean, you do something strange for a little piece of change. Of those, I think everybody just needs to drop out. Bernie is going to take it to 
the streets like he did last time. Because that's what she knows how he, to do. Yeah, he mathematically lost the potential to be the Democratic uh, nominee in March of 2016. Mm-hmm. He was still campaigning and still, you know, running his race, whatever, until the, the convention in Ju- was it was over the summer, it's in July, I think. Uh-huh, because it was in Philly that year. Yeah. And then he just kept, like, saying negative things about Hillary and just gassing up his fan base to not vote for her. He's a political troll. Yeah, and so, essentially, anyone who supports Bernie Sanders is the reason that orange person claims to be president right now. Moving on from the 2020 election, let's talk a little bit about the year ahead of us in terms of resolutions. Before... World War Three comes. Can we talk about that? Nah, I would prefer not to, but... Okay. I mean, that's I just, too political. Yeah. But no tea, no shade. To be very honest, I'm admitting now, I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news in a long time. Um, I mean, it's a deeper conversation for like, probably another day. Right, like, but... is that part of the plan? Of what? Of, like, the master plan of this administration to, like... I was scrolling through Instagram, and I saw all these people talking about World War Three, And I was like, bitch, what's World War Three? Oh, what's going yeah. on? What's happening? Mm-hmm. And then when I saw that they had um, did that airstrike on the Iranian um, general Soleimani, it was down at the airport. That's oh, all I know. It was down. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what his title. I know is. Trump. Trump ordered it from like Mar-a-Lago without the um, without the like the influence of like the of Congress of Congress and mm-hmm. what else is it called the um the something. But again, this I don't. I think this was done politically. Yeah, because he's getting he's, impeached. And he's trying and he's, to secure yeah, the next four years. The back, yeah. So let's start a war uh-huh. and send all these poor people into war. Basically. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's a mess. Did you see that meme where it was like January 1st, so happy for the new year, <laughs> ready to, you know, be positive and right. so optimistic. And then it was like January 2nd. Australia's on fire. <laughs> I know, January, all the koalas. Yeah, and the kangaroos. The kangaroos. Yeah. Oh. And it was like January 3rd, World War Three. Um, so back to what we were talking about. What mm-hmm. was talking about? Resolutions and intentions. <laughs> yes. For the years we got left. Um, well, did you make any resolution, re- resolutions or intentions? I did not make any resolutions, mm-hmm. um, like firm resolutions this year. I have done them in the past. Like I've given up like drinking sodas for years. Right. Um, how you became a vegetarian. Yeah, so my vegetarianism, one year, I just decided I was going to give up eating meat for six months was my goal. Okay. Uh-huh. And I just didn't feel the desire to kind of go back right. to eating meat. And so that was 11 years ago. Wow. Yeah. You know, there's an interesting thing. I, I, during the Christmas time, I, my, one of my friends that came down from Brooklyn, he's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Nothing. Stop. <laughs> One of my good girlfriends that lives in Las Vegas, she's vegan now. Okay. But like she she's fine listening because she's an avid Calgary's listener. Mm-hmm. But like she's going she's going we a little left. Her. She's going a little left uh with uh the PETA shit. But yeah. I love you D. And um my my girlfriend um from New York, Rue, uh-huh. she's vegetarian. Like I'm noticing a lot more black people who are becoming vegetarian and vegan. I started that shit. Trendsetter. A decade ago. Y'all late. Ooh. But, like, one year I gave up cussing. Cuss? Oh, girl, no. Yeah. Never, please. And then I was like, okay, this is a bit extreme. Like, now, instead of, like, limiting and, like, not doing something, 
I'm more of like, I'm going to do something positive, but do it more. Right. So it's, it's, you know? it's like a resolution versus an intention. No, it's still a resolution. Okay. Because I feel like resolutions are like, I'm going to stop this. It, it seems like a more negative, in, like from a negative connotation. space, yeah. connotation, yeah. whereas like, intentions like more, more positive. No, because I feel like intentions are like BS. Because I feel like an no, intention is like, oh, well, I intended to not drink this drink, but... I'm going to do it anyway. You know, oops, I still drank it. Right. And I feel like a resolution is more like firm and like, I'm definitely not going to do this. Or I'm definitely going to do more of something okay. good. That's Intention is kind of like a, oh, well, maybe if I get around to it, I'll, you know, try and do See, it. See, no, because when I, because I set intentions, like I have like a whole ritual that I do. <laughs> uh-huh. If we, it just, there's a lot more positivity behind intention setting that is not based in negativity or negative energy. Because like a, a resolution is like, you know, for example, a big resolution for people is to lose weight or work out more, right? And it's that's like, negative? No, but the heart of it is it's like my body's not acceptable or healthy as is. No, and not, not I'm gonna name. not it's like it's restrictive as opposed to like so. setting a goal. So you can so the distinction is the goal is to lose weight. No, no, no. The again, the why is losing weight that still has a negative energy to me. Whereas the goal okay, if, you, if you shifted it from a, a resolution to an attention, how about the goal is to be my healthiest self? By weighing twenty pounds less. Right, but is is the barometer of your healthiest self weight, or is it like it can be energy? The way my no. clothes fit, the way my 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 uh, the way I feel in the morning, the way my sex life is like. There's other things to gauge that besides no, weight. No, because weight and obesity is a problem, and there are lots of health consequences that can be alleviated by simply losing weight. Absolutely. And I agree. And you brought up Lizzo, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like, and I'm not, not that I'm trying to bash Lizzo, because I think that the whole discussion behind body acceptance mm-hmm. and all that is important because you know, just because Lizzo might not be the appearance of health, I don't Definitely. know her, I don't know her medical ch- charts, I don't know her cholesterol, her blood pressure, they all that. High. But who's to say that she is, she could be very well healthier than I anorexic woman or a much smaller woman like it's like what is what are we valuing here and is it from a personal space but also you have the backlash like adele wow adele's lost a significant amount of weight she has and very fast like girl you sick you can't lose that much weight that but that's a projection of other people's shit onto her but she doesn't does look feel healthy good? i that's think she thing. looks but what do you mean she no doesn't she don't you see them clavicles but what is the picture of health she looked sick. Her clavicles looked just like Kim that Kardashian's when she was laying on that bed gone. in blackface. No, that face is gone. <laughs> like, Adele was she's just gaunt. on the beach. You think she's gaunt, though? Yeah. Gaunt. That face, girl, she looked it a mess. Looked it. <laughs> yes. She was on the beach with Harry Styles, who just had his uh, CD come out, mm-hmm. and James Corden, who is late night show host. He's a form- uh, fellow Brit. Um, they were in Anguilla, uh-huh. down to the beach, and she had on like this polka dot black and white dress with a scarf tied around her neck, and she looked a mess. But again, you your look is your projection of your perception of her health and weight. My thing is, is I don't know how Adele feels. She might feel the best she's ever felt in her life. You know mm-hmm. what? And this is from personal. Let me get personal uh-huh. because I had a breakup a couple years ago. And it was like my 30th birthday. I weighed the most I ever weighed in my life. And I was really unhappy with my appearance. Okay. However, like, 
there was an impetus and it's cyclical for me. Whenever I break up, I always get in the gym and want to get a revenge body. Divorce, <laughs> the divorce diet. Right. Revenge body. But Chloe Kardashian. You know, I went hard in the gym after that break. Because you got a lot of free time on your hands. Right. You know, I'm trying to snag I was doing two days. I had gotten so obsessive about working out. Mm-hmm. That then I got so thin. And then like people in the street were coming up to me like, oh, you lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. But then like you could immediately sense it was like they were concerned mm-hmm. or they thought I was sick or they mm-hmm. thought I wasn't like healthy. Mm-hmm. Because I was like <laughs> snatched for the gods, like painted on. But let me tell you, that's one of I felt so great. But Why, I didn't though? appear. Not because I look thin, but uh-huh. my and you know, without getting into all my stuff medically, but like I had energy levels that I didn't have before. You know, my sleep was better, my attention span was better. I felt mentally sharper, my memory was better. Like mm-hmm. all the way I felt was better. But because I looked a little gaunt, mm-hmm. people were like, "Oh no, you don't look healthy," and all you the did. implications would come with that. You don't yeah. think I did? Mm-mm. I told you that. That was around the time we started this very podcast. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> Stop. But I think with, huh? But I mean, but now, like, I've also been back on my fitness journey, uh-huh. but I'm also more intentional because right. when I run, mm-hmm. I melt away. Mm-hmm. And I'm very old. But Are also, I, I'm not, I don't run as much as oh, I used to. Okay. Who are we talking about? Adele. Adele. Uh, I feel like it's a concern because people are... Also taking things into consideration, like okay, you just broke up with your, you know, your husband. She just finalized the divorce. Just finalized, yeah. That can take years, especially because they she they had no prenup. She's British. They don't do that over there. Uh, Oh, they don't. Mm -mm. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, and so it's not just the weight loss, and people are probably just concerned. Like, girl, are you okay? Like, I know you just had the situation. I know you just ended, you know, your marriage, and now you're coming out looking like you haven't eaten in weeks. Like, girl, are you okay? But that could be a projection of other people's bullshit and that they just want Adele to be the big, thick Adele that she was. But, like, no because one's asking, because you know like, what the, Adele might be feeling the best she's ever felt, and y'all are making but, her feel bad for that. And that's not cool either. But you know what the, the main question is? What? It's like, girl, do you still got that voice? Well, that has because got to be seen. We haven't got no CD in a long time. But I mean, Jennifer Hudson she lost all same, that weight with the mm-hmm. Weight Watchers, and she kept the loud ass voice that she has. She, but she doesn't. Never mind, I'm not going to do that. Do it. No, because... Go ahead, do it. I did the recap when she was at the um, July... Was it July 4th concert? And oh, she was... Oh, yeah, yeah, she was just there. She's loud. And she was present. She's a tribute singer. Yeah, but I just... And even, like... I can see, like, people just have an initial, like, concern because people, when they are going through something or they have a bout of depression or any kind of situation of like a, some kind of loss you lost a boyfriend a husband a job. a job you know a parent a loved one people get depressed and they stop eating and mm-hmm. it's like okay like not just am i concerned about your weight i'm concerned about your well-being right are you okay and can you drop the cd in a few months because the people need it <laughs> yes probably more so than rihanna's i, I would agree yeah so, yeah, I didn't really make any resolutions, like firm resolutions this year. I think I'll just, you know, try to. I saw th- something on the internet the other day that mm-hmm. is. This guy's trying to. Uh, he resolved to go to the gym 300 times this year. In 300. That's, okay. That's, That's okay. a lot. That's a. Mm. 
I'm not good at math. I'm not doing. I mean, it's like you get like a rest day once a week, you know, maybe twice, twice a couple twice times. A yeah. I go about five days. Yeah. So maybe I'll do like 250. Right. Yeah. That's probably a better number for me. So I'll do that. And I'll get snatched that's, in the that's meantime. That's 82% yeah, of the year. Of the that's, year. that's aggressive. Uh-huh. What about you? I don't set resolutions mm-hmm. because I feel like they're a little bit restrictive. And I just prefer the language okay. and the meaning behind intention. Oh, okay. Um... So for me, I like to kind of focus a word for the year. <laughs> Why are okay. you laughing? So my, it's, so my word is, it's not a word. It's not one singular word. It's kind of words. Like a phrase? No, oh. it's just a theme. But it's like about reimagining my life and what the possibility of it could be. Redefining what the important things are to me, my idea of what success is, my idea of what happiness is, my idea of what love is. And then, um, so reimagination, redefinition, and then um, reinventing, actually putting the work forth to make that, what I'm imagining become real. That's a lot of words. I know, but I like alliteration. <laughs> and, but to me, that's so. The it's, okay, so what is it now? Reimagine, uh-huh. redefine, uh-huh. reinvent. Aren't those the same word? No, they're not, actually, because the, the word re is the prefix, right? But imagination has to do with, like, the thought in your mind. What's the vision you have for yourself? What's the goal you're setting? What do you want to achieve, right? And then redefining is also kind of that pre-work that happens in terms of, like, well, with reimagining, like, because we can imagine things we want for ourselves, but is that based in what society tells us we need and what our parents tell us we need and what our friends tell us we need? Or is it, like, defining it for what we need for ourselves? And there, in after that, comes the work of actually reinventing and making something come from an idea to an actual finished product. Does that sound like a lot? So what are you redefining, reimagining, and reworking? Oh, we don't have enough time for that on this podcast. It's a lot. I think with that, I and, you know, good for you because this is going to be your, your thing for the year. But I don't think that's something that can necessarily happen or is definitely going to happen within the course of a year. Oh, no, no, because no. Because I think that with Not all of that, like, that's a process for all of that stuff. And it kind of right. leaves it open-ended to... I can reimagine all of, all I want, right. you know. Okay, so I get what you're saying because <laughs> this sounds a little amorphous, right? Yeah, but and it kind of for me, I've written it down. It's very specific. I mean, I use a smart goal model. Like it's like you know, it has to be specific, measurable, um, achievable, r- realized <laughs> in a, like task oriented. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drunk, but, but it's just like I have like I have hardcore like certain things I want to do with relation to my career, certain things I want to do in terms of my personal life, related to family, related to love, but related to my healing. But, but that's kind of external. You can't really control many control. of those factors. But it's also, see, I think that people go wrong with resolutions. They set this Mm-mm. lofty goal, right? But what they don't do is think about the little steps to get there. That's fine. But I've also set out really specific goals to getting there um, that have dates Deadlines. Oh, that's too much. Action mm-hmm. steps. That's too much. There's certain things that I don't like about myself that I really do need to change. Like? Like. <laughs> no, I'm no, no, no. Play. I'm, I'm just playing. But like, for example, a major thing for me is my negative self-talk. Yeah. I get all in my head. How do you even begin to work on that? And that's the you... problem of breaking that down into smaller steps. But 
reimagining that is, means what? Reimagining. Redefining that. Because you you say I'm a half, a, a glass half empty kind of person. You are. Because for me, I always use the word with you is I spiral. Mm-hmm. And I need to stop the spiraling. But I also know being real with myself is that I like the spiral. Because mm-hmm. I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. But like in order to stop that, I have to identify it when it's beginning to happen. Stop it. And then like either shift my thought pattern or try to like turn it 180 and go the other direction. But there's it, it's it's small and it's very why, personal to each person. So why can the can't the resolution be I'm gonna stop or reduce negative talk? Because I don't think you can totally stop it. Whereas no, you you're saying I'm gonna reimagine and redefine and re, what was the last one? And reinvent. Reinvent. But I think because I'm also I have a degree in marketing and I like that that bullshit. And you're extra. And I'm extra. (laughs) But do you see what I'm saying? Like if you say I'm going to reduce my negative talk this year. But 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 if you say oh I'm going to reinvent imagine what it means to do this and I'm going to redefine what. But you asked me what my intentions were and I told you. But also understand that there's smaller incremental steps to it that have been written down with pencil uh, and paper and have been imagined. Okay. Well, I like uh-huh. Okay. Life is hard. This is not easy. Mm-hmm. And some days you're going to fuck up. And you're not going to live up to your resolution or your intention. But Just the redefine next... what a fuck up is. And you would go. Yeah, exactly. I, you might need to redefine what the <laughs> resolutions no, I am, are. Cause... I am very excited about 2020. Okay. It's the most excited I've been in years. And le- I'm good to go. Let's rock out. And let's move on <laughs> okay. to... Realness. Realness. And... You know, part of the new year, aside from resolutions, and we kind of talked about this in our last episode, our mm-hmm. best of episode, um, like leaving things in the previous year. Right. Because, you know, that meme where it's the, the lady stepping up the, walking up the steps. She got a new outfit she, and hairdo this year. Did she you did? See? No, yeah. I didn't see it. She has like like a little messy bun and some oh, tights okay. and a little crop top. Okay, I need to check her out. Not that dress with them. Uh, Stringy sandals. Yeah, <laughs> but she still got them same problems, I'm sure. She does. Leaving people in the previous year is something that people always talk about. It's like a running joke. Mm-hmm. There's that um, that Tyra Banks top model meme where it's like, only the names I call <laughs> will be <laughs> moving forward into the next year. And it's actually a real thing, I think. Absolutely. Because... A new year is always like a new beginning. It's a fresh start. And it's we want to go into the new year with positive energy. We want to, you know, kind of continue that through the, the new year. We want to leave all those bad things behind. And, you know, just be optimistic about what the future can hold. And right. sometimes people are holding you back. Mm-hmm. All right, so this New Year's, um, I actually left someone in 2019. Okay. Yeah. It was a struggle for me because... You know, I have my friend Octagon, and I, the people in my life are very close. Mm-hmm. And I. So, what's one less than an octagon? Hexagon? No, that's six. Oh. It's just hard to kind of. To lose one eighth is major. Yeah. Like, I don't have. If it was somebody on like my fifth tier, and I don't really talk to them like that, and, you know, okay, that would be easy. But if it's someone who's like been close to me for like a long time, mm-hmm. then that is pretty hard. Yeah. To deal with. And I just feel like, you know, sometimes you do have to remove people from your life. Absolutely. And if someone kind of shows you that, you know, 
they might not be there for you when you like really need them, mm-hmm. especially if they volunteer their help. Mm-hmm. Then you know that's that's a big thing. It and is. so sometimes you kind of just well, my personally, I just kind of felt like maybe it's time to kind of let that let that go. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I've had a similar experience this year. Mm-hmm. There was some uh, one one of my friends that I decided to kind of just let go mid year. Okay. And during the summer, and then there's been another friend that it's kind of like. You know, I care for them dearly. We were, they were one of the newer friends and we were getting really close and um, it was a really deep connection mm-hmm. and some things happened and I noticed, I began to notice patterns of behavior oh, okay. that left me feeling abused. Okay. I feel like for me, it's just like, there's certain things that I kind of want to discuss. Like, do you feel the need to have a conversation with that person about it or let them know? In this instance, I don't think a conversation is necessary. And I'd agree in my particular instance, uh-huh. a conversation is not necessary either. I was attempting I just... to have the conversation to try to make it right. Uh-huh. But if they weren't willing to do that, then mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to have the conversation to let them know why. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's they don't even want to engage. <laughs> yeah, I think in that situation, they know. What's up? That, yeah. And I don't... Sometimes you just don't need that conversation because what is the conversation going to do? It's it's, what it's, gonna, it's not going to yield anything. Yeah, because it's like, I'm just, I called you here today to let you know that I don't fuck with you no more. And, <laughs> and let, what? Let them know through your actions, right? <laughs> right. Like actions speak louder than words yeah. because I think sometimes people want closure, but closure doesn't really exist. You it know? does. It, it does, but closure is not something you can get from someone else. Right. Because closure, I think people is an apology, an explanation, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a discussion or a meeting of the minds. But guess what? You're never going to get that honestly or truthfully. So give it to yourself and just end it and move forward. Because you're not going to uh, get that. Because it's not that simple. Even if you have that conversation, hey, just let you know, we're not friends anymore and I'm done. Don't call me anymore. I think... That's the that's a form of closure, but then you're still going to be thinking about it. You're right. still going to be dealing with it. You're right. still going to have to adjust and make that mental, you know, adjustment to say like, "Hey, this person is not in my life anymore, so I can't pick up the phone and call them. I can't text them like I used to." Mm-hmm. So I think no matter what that other person says or what you say to them, it's not like that finality of closure like you know, they died or something. It's like you just but have even if to they die, but like when people die, do you get closure? Just... No, you deal with it for the rest of your exactly. life. Exactly. You, yeah. You, you you need to grieve that person. Mm-hmm. But even once you grieve a person, you still think about them. You mm-hmm. still wonder. You still care. Mm-hmm. You know, I got love for you, but mm-hmm. I just don't want you in my life no more. <laughs> <laughs> right. So sometimes it's like that. Like sometimes that is the closure. Like I don't fuck with you no more. Right. We're done. And or if they say that to you, you know, you mm-hmm. just have to deal with it and move on. But it's interesting as well, because I must also say that particularly what I'm going through right now, I ha- had about a decade ago a friend that we was done dead to me. Like, don't talk to me no more. But a decade later, we had the opportunity to kind of like reconnect. And there's been a, 
a, a budding friendship okay. or a reconnection. Mm-mm. So closure can be cyclical. I don't think so. If we're done, we're done. Okay. Because I think in that situation, you kind of hold on to that nostalgia. And it's like, oh, we used to be such good friends so long ago. Let's reconnect and that. And I don't, I don't do that. Like, I don't think you can go a decade because you're not the same person anymore. And not, no matter what you am. say, but no matter what you say, there's going to be some level of resentment there that that time passed because this happened. Right. And I'm still going to look at you crazy. I'm not going to trust you fully. And I just would always have in the back of my mind, bitch, you did this to me. So you're capable of doing it again. Right. So I would not invite that back into my life. You know, it's, I want to say on a case by case basis. Mm-mm. Because it's also like, you can be so over it. Like, a decade later, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck happened. So. Uh, no, ma'am. I have a very good memory. <laughs> I have a good memory, go. too, but damn. Uh-uh. But I do think that people are capable of, like, growth, change. Um, but after that, like, ending of a friendship and you want to try to reconnect, you do have to kind of approach it with a, a sense of caution. Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. Uh, wrong key. Yeah. wrong a lot of things all right well we hope that our realness section was a little um you know connected to you guys because i think that everyone's always reevaluating those things Mm -hmm. all right well let's hop to the next segment of the show it's time for i I said said what i said said. my i said what i said for this week is i feel that people need hobbies we're at the start of the new year and you know people are making their resolutions like Oh, I'm going to work out more. This is the year I'm going to take my business to the next level. I'm going to have X amount of followers by the end of the year mm-hmm. or whatever. But a lot of times people always try to, you know, be on their hustle game and, you know, make what should be a hobby mm-hmm. into a business. Right. And I feel like people just don't do something that they enjoy just to, you know, kind of escape from the world or learn more about, you know, a certain craft or a certain activity or anything. But it's always, how can I make money off of this? Right. And if you're a good cook, okay, how can I open up my catering business and, you know, become an Instagram food blogger and, you know, tap into this potential wealth that they see is out there and that they're missing? Or if I'm, you know, a trainer or if I like to work out, how can I get sponsored on Instagram and not have to work anymore? And, you know, basically turn something that starts off as an expression of their personal interest and make it and try to make money off of it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, why can't people simply do something they enjoy to take their mind off of? you know, whatever else is going on right. in the world. You know what I mean? I get it. It's actually, it's, I think there's just a society presently that we live in and the culture is so influencer-based mm-hmm. and so focused on external factors mm-hmm. of success. That's mm-hmm. why you have to reimagine and redefine what success <laughs> means to you. Girl. But no, this really relates to your, I said what I said. Uh, but it's just like, because right, for example, like with me, I like to, you know, I throw fabulous parties. All my friends are always like, you need to do this for a business. You need to do this for a living. Mm-hmm. And I, for years and years and years, I'm just like, I just do this because I enjoy it. Because I enjoy it, yeah. But like, they would always look at me like, well, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Because they value, 
they were like, Justin, you do like a simple party to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Like they see value in it. Mm-hmm. So they're like, when people see that you do something of value, they don't understand that the intrinsic reasoning of you doing it for yourself. They mm-hmm. just see monetization. Yeah, yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like that also takes the fun out of it right. because now if it's my job. You don't want to do it. You don't, right. I'm not going to enjoy it as much. There's going to be so much, you know, more stress put on me because now this has to pay my bills. And you think them people in the gym, those Instagram trainers are like there because they want to be there? No. Mm-hmm. And they work at like five, six gyms. Yeah. You think those um, food blockers, bloggers want to eat all that food? Half of them don't even eat the eat food. Eat the food, okay. They're just posing with the food. But anyway, <laughs> when you turn your hobby into your income then it's just that much more or much less enjoyable because, mm-hmm. hey, I throw parties because I, I like to throw parties. I like to decorate. I like to do this. That's what you enjoy. Right. But if you had to pay your bills off of that, okay, now I got to find these clients. It sucks the Now I got to do this. Now I got to do that. Now I have to extend myself so much more to basically keep the lights on. Uh-uh. And it's like, you know, just take a moment. Enjoy whatever hobby that you like and just enjoy it. Don't worry about trying to make a dollar off of it. Right. Yeah. And I said what I said. Oh, I like that. That's really thoughtful. Yeah. My I said what I said is, um, you know, I'm all in support of people wanting to um, make a change. And I feel like one of the most important resolutions every year is that Mm -hmm. people want to get back in the gym. We discussed it earlier. Mm -hmm. Get healthy. Work out more. And that's great. I'm all in support of that. And... There might be, like, the occasional person that's overweight or does not look like the picture of health in the gym. Mm-hmm. And you can – sometimes I see people, like, looking at them or, like, saying shit. Like I'm, like, making, yeah. making comments. I'm, like, mm-hmm. that's so not cool because, you yeah. know, this person's here. They're working on health. I don't give a fuck what they look like. Commend them. Yeah, like, we're all here doing, doing the same thing, no yeah. matter what their body is in its current state. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all capable of change. So that's not cool. I hate that. However, on the flip side, as someone who's been going to the gym, it's frustrating when there's people there that are impeding my ability to get my workout done efficiently. And what do you mean by that? A lot of the women who be there, well, I used to go at night because I was going with a girlfriend uh-huh. after work. But uh-huh. I just prefer to go in the morning because yeah, it's more efficient. Too. Yeah. But um, after work, it's just happy hour. Mm-hmm. Girls got their tits and areolas out. You know, oh, yeah. They, they curl on their hair. Uh-huh. Their faces beat. They're there to try to snag a man. Yeah. And that's annoying as shit and I hate doing that. But now that we're into the you know new year, people are in there. They don't know how to use the equipment or they're taking too long on the equipment. Mm-hmm. There's just certain gym etiquette yeah. that people should abide by. I feel like there, maybe there should be like a, a a little video people have to watch or orientation just for gym etiquette yeah you know please don't use two machines and then like when i try to get in there you're mad or Mm -hmm. like wipe down the equipment yeah Yeah. and you know just don't be sitting on the machine on the leg press machine texting on facebook Mm -hmm. because people actually like we are all using it we need to be considerate of one another Mm -hmm. and our time yeah if you're not using the apparatus or the machine please get off it someone else can (laughs) yeah I know that sounds ridiculous, and I know it sounds controversial because everyone's in the gym, and yeah. I shouldn't be bashing people who are just trying to get their health right. But, but like, be considerate. That's all I'm yeah. saying because it's very frustrating. My workouts now, well, since January, have been taking about I, I can't. I, it takes me about an hour and a half, yeah, and I need longer. those extra thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. So the thing 
I don't have a problem with like the newcomers because sometimes you do have to, it takes them a while to get, sure. you know, they get into the routine and they have to understand how to work the machine. And mm-hmm. they're like looking at that picture on the thing. Yeah. And so it might take them a little bit longer. So I, I understand that struggle. What I have a problem with is like those Instagram gym bunnies who come in, like you said, face beat. Uh-huh. Hair laid, but do you know the machines not have a uh, at least at my gym they have, have a, a timer. Place, they have a oh. time, not a timer uh-huh. that you can use it, but they have a, like a thing where you can set your phone to film yourself while working. No, oh my gym is very tech friendly. Oh. Like, it's on the app. Like they want people to like film themselves, uh, okay. so people are trying uh-huh. to like set up their phone. It's like, dude, no. There was this um, group of girls who would come into the gym, and they were just not there to work out, and they would sit on the machines. It was like five of them. And they would all take like their selfies on the on the um, apparatus mm-hmm. and like post picture. And they would sit there while everyone posted their picture and like holding everybody up in the gym because they were trying to um, portray that they were working out. And it was just like, girl, move out the way, bitch. Right. You know what? I said what I said, but get the hell out the gym. <laughs> Basically. Let's hop into the next segment of the show. It's time for tens, 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 tens across the board. board. So you know I'm going on a cruise in a few weeks. Right. And so my tens this week is going to Norwegian Cruise Lines. I'm not cruising with them. We're going on Celebrity. Okay. Yeah. Cute. Which I thought it was adults only. It's not. It's not. <sighs> I've been. I've never really wanted to go on a cruise, but I feel Me like neither. I should just to say that I didn't like it. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's the only reason I'm going. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just give me an all-inclusive resort. Right. Cruises, you got to pay for the alcohol or you got to buy like the package. No, and... ma'am. Anyway. So Norwegian Cruise Line announced that they are the first major cruise line to eliminate plastic bottles from wow. their ships. So they announced that in 2020, they partnered with Just Goods and they are going to replace all of the single-use water bottles on their uh, fleet with these. um, At first, I thought it was like that. You know how they have like the water in the, it looks like a milk carton, like Mm -hmm. paper. But these have like a plastic cap on them. So I don't know what they're doing with that. But they also want to, in the coming years, eliminate single-use plastic shampoo and conditioner bottles by the end of the year. They say they are taking climate change and the environment very seriously and they want to benefit the earth okay but tens for y'all tens, i'm gonna be snatched by the pool and drinking all of their liquor because we bought the package yes well um my tens this week goes to um a person that's very philadelphia specific and last week it was announced that the new philadelphia police commissioner would be danielle outlaw she is a black woman who was previously the commissioner in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. And I, when I saw her on the internet, uh-huh. I was like, mm, let me research this woman. Because, yeah. you know, I'm looking at her with a side eye. Like, how you go from Portland to Philly, girl? That's two yeah, that's different a cities. Jump. Okay. A lot. Yeah. So I went and I saw one of her TED Talks. Okay. And it was like a TED Talk in Portland. And she was really talking about, like, authority and community and how policing should be integrated in the development of trust. And she really kind of deconstructed the whole um, buzzword of community policing. I think Mm -hmm. it's a great opportunity. I think that Mayor Kenny made a really specific and deliberate and intentional choice in choosing this woman, especially given the state of the relationships nationally between communities of color and the police force. So what did the last commissioner get let go for? I'm not sure. He was black, wasn't he? He was. And there was some... 
situations going on. There was. It wasn't Me Too. It was more like he handled a situation wrong, incorrectly, right? I, I'm not going to speak to it without oh, knowing the specifics. Okay. All right. Uh, however, in this instance, I'm really like optimistic and hopeful for her, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of that feeling, and not that I'm analogizing her to Obama in any way, <laughs> but reach. and I think that uh, Commissioner Outlaw, and I just also love the, you know, the um, irony ironic, yeah. of her last name, mm-hmm. uh, has a lot of work before her, but mm-hmm. you know what, I'm excited to see what she can do in our beloved city of Philadelphia. I almost gave her my tens because my mom is a police officer and, you know, been very appropriate. That she is, Miss Outlaw is the first uh, black woman to be police commissioner of Philadelphia. Um, but I also have some concerns because, I mean, she, she hasn't really done anything yet. So we right. ha- we kind of have to wait to see like what her um, policies and stuff are going to be. Um, I just don't, it's great to have the optimism that, oh, she's going to come in and, you know, it's this breath of fresh air and she's going to be you know, providing all this change and community policing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just think that people treat police, and especially black police Mm -hmm. officers, a certain way. I don't think she's going to be met with the hope and optimism that we think she's going to be. From whom? From police themselves or from the community? From the community. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Especially right. the black community. Well, you know what's interesting? Because I, I think she has the buying of the black community. At least that's so. my perception. Uh, okay. I feel like more of her, the work that she has against her is with the police force itself as the leader of the police force. Um, but that we, too. We shall see. Good luck, girl. Good luck. Uh-huh. Blessings uh, to you, Commissioner Outlaw. Let's see what can happen. But... I'm putting my faith and my optimism behind you. Let's start the new But not in the community. City. No, behind her and the community. Uh, I'm hoping that, but again, it's about mm-hmm. building trust. Go watch her, go watch her TED Talk. It thought, I thought it was really good. I've seen it. The community is what is going to be the bigger issue here. We'll see. Because yeah, so. as, it, but it's as, deeply entrenched. As we saw, yeah, as we saw with Kamala Harris and people calling her a cop simply because she's a, a was a former prosecutor mm-hmm. and, you know, here we have Commissioner Outlaw coming in, and she has a great plan. Plan, but the but... world's unfair to black women. Exactly, <laughs> we know this exactly. to be true. So I concerned. Yeah, so we'll see, Let's girl. That's a love. We being optimistic. We'll see, girl. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys for joining us for our first show of the new year in twenty twenty. Just to remind you guys, I will be at the podcast movement evolutions conference in los angeles california february 12th through the 15th um so just a few weeks away yes so slide in my dms not like that (laughs) but (laughs) i'm gonna be speaking to um new and aspiring podcasters about how just a lot of things so stay tuned i'm not gonna give everything away just yet um slide into my dms if you want to Meet me, get some merch. I'm going to take some merchandise there. Yes. Um, And yeah, just uh, thank you again for listening. Awesome. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at Category is Pod at gmail.com. 
check us out on the web at categoryispod.com.